Welcome to November. November third, fourth, third, fourth, fourth. Oh, that sounds good right now. Hello, check one two internet. Doesn't sound too bad at the moment. Um, the uh, November is Men's Health Awareness Month, not um, no nut November or no nut. I don't think that that's healthy, but that's that has to do with it, though, right? I don't think so. I don't know. It's weird. There's no shave it, November, which is to raise um, awareness and charity for men's um, health, nut yeah, health. Yeah. But I think No Nut November has to do with that, right? I have no idea. We need a No Nut November uh, specialist. We we need a uh, an explainer for we need No a, Nut no, November. I need to be mansplained. Is is it just no uh, intercourse? Is it no I think pleasure? It's, no, it's nothing. It's no nothing. Nutting. Nothing. It's but like, but see, here's the thing. Like, about getting disgusting. No, we don't have to get foul. But we. This is a topic. But I mean, like, not every dude, but most dudes have a um, sort of built-in system that makes sure that uh, that happens anyway. I don't know if it happens in the course of a month, but I suppose that it could, depending okay. on your physiology. Are you talking about lucid dreams and things? Um, well, <laughs> lucid dreams are just ones you feel like you can control. Right, but now you're controlling it sexually. <sighs> no, I think it's controlling you sexually. That sounds, that sounds hot, Jim. <laughs> that sounds kind of sounds hot. Well, it's, it's for sure messy. You wake up um, and, and startle. I, th- I imagine No Not November has something to do with that. It's also a semi-joke, I think, on the internet. There's another one. Yeah, Movember. Mustache November yeah, or something. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should do that. I mean, I already have you have to shave and then and then you start over. I could do that. Fourth. I mean, I'm three days late. I think it still counts. Anyway, I think we should probably get somebody here, on here to actually talk about men's health at some point, but that's not what our topic is today. Your prostate checks and things. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> not there yet. Yeah, I'm. I you know what I'm not. I'm not Mister Go to the doctor every year for yeah. your physical thing. I should, I suppose. Sure. My my wife forbears and doesn't bug me about it all the time. That's pretty good. I think she, also I think she figures you know at, at some point I'll just be out of the way and <laughs> make it easier. That's a pet peeve of mine. Even in our industry, where like I'm not going to say I'm an expert of experts, but this is what I do. I do fitness. I do lifting. I do mm-hmm. nutrition. If another fitness professional or something like your wife, your wife's a medical professional, mm-hmm. and you're not, um, when they're so adamant on your shit about shit, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not at lunch with like my regular homies and saying like, yeah, bro, you should probably watch that cholesterol, a lot of red meat on that plate. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, Jimbo, you should probably go for a jog today. You know, no. If they come to me, ask some questions, I'll talk about it all day, or, or say, hey, man, you want to grab a lift? Like, I'll invite them because I, they're my friends and I want them to lift with me. Right, right. Um, Mike Sean, for example, like right. my little brother, like, ask him to come lift, whatever, but I'm never mm-hmm. going to be on his ass about shit. In the same way, yeah, medical person, yeah. Uh, skincare person, don't come up and fucking tell me I have bad pores. <laughs> I know I have bad pores. Fuck you. You're fucking fat. <laughs> you know? Like, I hate that. You can't or, really change your pores that much, can you? I mean... I think you can. I don't know, and I don't care. Well, and you if, can tighten them up, but you can't, like, keep them tight. I yeah, mean, my face... I was talking about this... Uh, uh, actually on the vlog today because <laughs> we've been doing so much construction yeah. and like I'm not a f- f- facial clean I hate the word facial now I'm too corrupt I'm not a face <laughs> too, much, too much of a visual yeah I'm not facial. like a, a skin routine guy yeah you know some guys are props to you I don't do that 
Um, so I already have like okay skin. Yeah. Um, but with all this construction and the dust and the smoke, like my pores are jacked up right now. I look like a Dalmatian. And so like this camera that I just got is really good, you know. And I'm like, fuck, that looks bad. But I don't want a skincare person to tell me how bad it is. I'm already self conscious of it. Yeah, yeah. So on vlog, I'll talk about I'll, I'll slim shady that thing, insult me before you can insult me. <laughs> but I'm not going to take it from you the same way I'm not going to go walk around public to friends, family, and tell you how you need to be healthier. Right. Like I fucking, so props to your wife is my long story short yeah. for not just being on your ass like, go to the doctor, Jim, go to the doctor. Like, uh, I mean, she does a little bit. But, but that's probably because she cares, not because she's yeah, nagging. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. your wife. That's a little yeah. different than friends too. Your wife's supposed to kind of, you know. Um, I will say this. You know, this is a, a thing that affects more men than women, but um, uh, but it affects, you know, everybody. And, and you don't have to actually be a fat for it to have a, for it to be a problem. But um, like when I, had terrible sleep apnea and yep. needed to go to the doctor and get a CPAP machine. That she was on my ass about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people out there. That's a that's a legitimate men's health issue. Like if you're and it might have affected her sleep. <laughs> oh, it totally affected her sleep because she's a nurse and so she's counting my respirations. Yeah. And then yeah. you know there'd be long periods without a respiration, and she'd like yeah. hit me and wake me up and yeah, that's a little startle different. me and. I remember one time she screamed at me and I jumped out of the bed and, and I thought there was a, I thought the house was on fire or somebody was breaking in. Those are, that's where my mind goes in the middle of the yeah. night, you know, if there's a big disruption. I've never had sleep apnea, I don't think. I've gotten pretty big and I, I've been told I snored when I was a little bit thicker. Um, but what I've had lately, uh, because we're really dry here. We're already in a valley. We're already kind of deserty, mm-hmm. and then the winter it gets extra dry because we don't get that much rain. It's mm-hmm. just not very humid here. Mm-hmm. I'll wake myself up like a snore or choke deal, except just with dry mouth. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but your but, mouth is so glued together, like you feel like you can't open it. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then and then you kind of do a quick panic, like <laughs> oh, yeah. and then yeah. oh fuck, and then I, and then you can't get it wet again. Yeah, story of my life. If you're using a little, you know. What do you do? Cannabis to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That can dry your mouth out too. Maybe. I think it's just because I have the AC on mm. or the heat or mm. I run my shit. I like air moving, but I don't like fans. And then my mouth is just so freaking dry all the time. Well, my wife's thing is that she likes the bedroom to be essentially a um, meat locker. And then she wants to like be that. under 1,600 layers of of. Yeah. You know, comforter and blanket and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, God bless her, she's at a point in her life where she can have a hot flash and she'll just be, like, tearing all that shit off. I, I love <laughs> a cold room and a warm blanket. There's I don't. nothing better. Really. I, I don't. Love it. I don't. I would rather temperature control the room I, I think and, the, and have less on my body. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I think that's the only For thing sure. I like about camping. I hate camping. I never want to go camping. I'm not, I'm not a camper. But if it's freezing I, I'm, out? I'm an unhappy camper regardless of the camping. But if it's freezing out and I get to throw on some warmness, I like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I, you know, actually, the thing I don't like about like snow or whatever yeah. is that your feet are always wet. No, yeah. I hate it all, actually. I'm, <laughs> I, I, we're in Sacramento, which isn't like... New York by any means, but right. it's a city. I'm definitely a city boy. I hate the beach. You get fucking sand everywhere. I hate I hate the snow. You're wet and you're cold and then you're wet and then you're freezing. Mm-hmm. I just like being in the city. Feel great. <laughs> Ride my bike around. <laughs> Maybe a little dirt because you're in a city, but... I I literally have more of a problem with the sun at, at a beach than the sand. I don't know why the sand... I it's hate. If it's sunny, like I feel like I'm just... I don't know, like I'm, I'm being attacked. Oh, like sunburn? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm so white. Yeah, doesn't bug me as bad. I, I'm I'm so so white and instantly pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't bug me as bad. But I I get you about the um, just like I still have paint on my hands from like two days ago that I can't get all the way off. Um, you I know you were like spray painting in here the other day. Yeah, and you had it on your hands yeah, and then it on your face yeah, and you looked, looked like a little bit tan. like a raccoon a little bit. The other one was the one before that. Oh, when I was uh, the big sprayer. Yeah, yeah, I literally was a raccoon. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of paint to do. We're yeah. in the bear cave. We're in the bear cave. That's what we're calling the studio right now. It is still loud. We are still working on that. It's a. This is going to be a long game. We'll eventually get it. Yeah. dialed in. But we're functioning. Uh, but you know, the, the reality is that um, we're spending a lot of money putting equipment in the building for the gym. True. That actually immediately makes money for us. Whereas this doesn't necessarily... This is a gift to you. It's a little bit of a... Yeah. You're welcome. Day. Happy holidays. Um, topic of the day. We did a little podcast the other day, live Friday, Friday, Friday. And uh, one of the main like questions, we're chatting about a bunch of different stuff, the content you want to see here on the podcast or YouTube or whatever. Um, but main topic was, should, when, how kids should... Uh, work out? Um, should they power lift? I think was a specific question. And then also, could a normal coach, I believe, or a powerlifting coach, coach them? Yeah, uh, I, I will. Re- I'll read you verbatim what the topic, what, what the question we got like four days ago, the last time we did an episode. Topic I'm most interested in at the moment is how kids should begin to learn powerlifting. At what age should they start? How often should they train? Can a normal powerlifting coach be their coach? So to to, to we'll broaden it out and then we'll we'll let Jim go for a bit. But when we're talking about should someone do something, how someone should do something, and if someone should coach something or what a powerlifting coach is, there's so many different angles to what you're doing. So um, first thing, what's your definition of a powerlifting coach? Because that's not really a thing. Um, there's all these certs out there and that people could learn something through experience and through academia and also through some of the certs. You could definitely learn some stuff. Um, but the big factor of what makes a good coach is kind of the combination of academia, uh, experience, and... And then how much of like a person person are they? People Mm -hmm. person are they? Mm -hmm. Um, Right? How do you relate to people? How do you communicate with people? How can you read people is a big thing. Know when to push, when to pull back. Um, And then just programming communication cues around that person. That's what makes a good coach. So um, can a powerlifting coach coach a kid? 100%. If that person's a good coach. If that coach is made for kids. That's the same thing as... Basketball, same thing as teaching. Would yeah. a college professor be the best kindergarten teacher? Maybe not. Maybe this guy's an absolute genius and can explain rocket science, but if he doesn't know how to communicate to a six-year-old, he's probably not a good first-grade teacher. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the standard of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing, uh, should, how, when, s- someone of what age should they lift? I always look at it at like more of a holistic approach and what's best for the kid. I'm not a father. Never never have been. <laughs> Maybe will be. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe there's a little Mikey's running around. I don't know. But Jim might have more experience in this. But when I'm looking at raising a dog or a friend or mm-hmm. even if it's my friend's kid or a hypothetical son of my own, um, I'm looking at what will help him in skills in life in the long run. And I think, personally, lifting probably isn't the number one discipline they need to learn at a young, young age. Mm-hmm. I think it can help complement some other things Um, but the first thing I'm trying to get my kid to do and it's not because I enjoy it because I'm actually not that big of a sports fan anymore Um, I am I always will be it's always in my blood but it's not like I'm watching every game every stat but I'm getting my kid in some type of group environment sports environment Um, now we've created 
team environments through powerlifting. But the camaraderie's there, but the teamwork isn't always there in the same sense as something like a soccer, a basketball, a yeah. football, a volleyball, right, right. whatever it might be. So that's probably the route I'm going to send my kid. Um, and then even though it has nothing to do with stunting our clickbait <laughs> title, yeah. uh, I probably won't throw my kid into the weights until, yeah, I guess puberty-ish. I mean, they could lift. You could teach them some movements here and there if it's supplementing their life or if they come to the gym with me and, you know, I want to teach them how to squat here and there just to move a little bit. Um, but I'm not getting them on a program. I'm not getting them to PR every week. It's just not there, I don't think, as, again, this holistic approach of what will help him with discipline, communication, teamwork, selflessness, all these other things that I think are the actual goal of being an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best in the world have those as well as these insane athletic abilities and work ethic and stuff. I just think you can teach it through other modalities. And lifting, it, w- the best thing about lifting, which we love and why we still do it, is that it's for everyone. You can right. be 60 and you can just start to power lift. So I don't think, my point is that you don't need to get your kid in that right then um, because it is kind of a selfish sport. And I'm not saying, I'm not talking down on MMA. I'm not talking down on track and field. I, I think all those things have a lot of place for a lot of people, but I think you should experience and the world would be a better place if more people experienced core team sports as well as some of those other things. Because I think you learn also doing things, quote unquote, selfishly as well. I think that, um, you know, lifting, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, whatever, uh, has always been, will always be a good support supporting activity for a sport uh i think that um in terms of the question was about age yeah it feels like you can do a little bit with someone who's who's pre-high school age that's when i started eighth grade seventh grade yeah when you get to high school I think you could definitely um, because I mean there are, there are places in the country that high schools have powerlifting teams. It's crazy, but 100%. they do, um, and it isn't really a question whether or not it's a, a good thing for them to do, right? Right. It's not never a bad thing, right? My my, and maybe my comments sounded negative towards. That. I didn't mean that. What I'm saying is, like Jim kind of said, I think it's always a good supplement. And and again, there is a solo sports thing, but and I guess also when I think kid, I'm thinking more developmental ages. Obviously, high school, you're still developing yeah. in college, but I'm thinking those developmental ages where, you know, again, I think there's some discipline to learn. I think there's some some work ethic to learn through other, you know, martial arts and golf and track. And, and there's weightlifting even. You know, the, the age to peak at weightlifting is early 20s on mm. an international scale to be re- world renowned good so you have to learn early um, i also think that those type of movements do teach you more um, body awareness than probably powerlifting. you know snatch and clean and jerk are insanely complicated um, they can teach you a lot of athleticism and you don't start using actual weights if you have a good coach you're using yeah you're moving yeah you're moving, you're, moving you're using a, um, a pvc pipe right and you're work, you're working the movement trying to get those those muscle patterns down right before you ever load that activity um, powerlifting doesn't really afford that. I it's mean, really you can, hard. yeah. I mean, you can teach somebody a uh, like a box squat as a way to get into into squatting, and there isn't anything wrong with that. Any kind of body weight thing, I sure. I don't see as being a, a problem. That's not really powerlifting. It, that's a yeah, a strength fitness activity, but it's not not really legitimately powerlifting. That's like saying is exercising good for a kid? Well, sure. Of teach course them a, it is. A yeah. plank, running around, air squats. I think proper movement patterns as a supplement to learning a sport is huge. And again, 
maybe I'm just too analytical with your question. Your question, my friend, whoever asked it was very, you know, broad, but I think the age group dependent matters. Yeah. And then obviously as a parent, and I don't agree with this, but some parents are like trying to make their kid give them the best opportunity as a scholarship. And I think that's something you narrow down once you start to get into high school. Personally, again, I'm not a dad and I'm not a professional in any of this, but you start pushing on your kid to get a scholarship when he's in sixth grade, even though he's the best at the camp, that's just, he's not going to love that sport. He's probably not going to succeed in it. Right. But if he's doing it on his own and you're finding ways to supplement him, mm-hmm. my dad was the best at that. He found me a strength coach because I wanted to get stronger and I wanted to be the best, not because he so, wanted And, and how old were you when you? Yeah. Eighth grade. Okay, eighth eighth grade. grade. You know, and we did group, all my group training. So I got mm-hmm. to train with all these like pro players and it was a good, just general experience, like culturally, um, life-wise communication, hard work, discipline, all that stuff. But again, it was a supplement. So I think, um, what's the goal when how right are you asking about your 16 year old son who's top two in the state in wrestling should he power lift is a much different conversation than hey i have an eight-year-old what do i do with them to make them a good human yeah you know if you have a 16 year old and he's going to state wrestling like yeah man let's get that guy stronger like fuck yeah let's power lift like, yeah that's my strength yeah. and conditioning coach coming out where if you're talking about your eight-year-old what activities would make him a better uh, athlete so he enjoys it long term better human long term um, probably powerlifting is not the first that comes to my brain and also um, a, a phenomenon that I've uh, observed from you know being in this this bit for a while now is that there are people who got into powerlifting because they were doing strength and conditioning work for a sport yep. and found that they liked lifting better. I think majority, not majority, but a lot of folks. A, l- a lot, but I mean, the question is where, at what point in time is that okay? What, what age sure. is that okay? Yeah. Because I think that, like you were saying, that it's a touch, totally different activity. If you're doing powerlifting in a group of people, yeah, yeah, that is a little more team-like, but if it's, you know, if this is somebody that talking about their kid you know, using a remote coach and then and yeah. and working out in the garage by themselves, I wouldn't necessarily be for that for a lot of like social developmental reasons, right? That don't have anything to do with the actual activity. Yeah, you even you talk know? about the stereotypical "my son's a bum" activity, video games. Yeah, and I actually think that's more social now than powerlifting would be. Because you're not... It could be. All you're sure. doing is gaming with homies all day, talking to them. You're learning how to joke. You're learning how to rag on each other in a kind way. You know, you learn these mm-hmm. kind of locker room type things, hopefully the positive. Why is locker room... It's like a bad thing now. <laughs> you know what I mean? When people say like, oh, this locker room talk, like, I mean it in a good way. Like how to joke, how to be friends, how to, you know, like how to get ready together. Yeah, you're, you're talking about just, just how to yeah. comfortably socially interact with people yeah. in a... I'm not talking misogynistic jokes 24-7. Yeah. There's right. other things, but... Just You're to, talking about camaraderie. Not to go there, but to go there. What I mean is, yeah, that the camaraderie stuff, the communication. There's tons of communication in video games, mm-hmm. just like there is in basketball and soccer. And um, opposed to your example, which I think is a great one. Yeah, you're 16. Whether you don't know how to find friends, you don't have friends, or you don't like friends, and then you just isolate yourself by squatting heavy and listening to angry music all day. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best thing for overall development of anything uh probably not that's yeah. that's a road to being yeah. socially isolated it feels like and yeah. some people can only handle so much interaction sure. i get that but at the same time like i'm not a, 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 a you know psychiatric professional or anything like that but it seems like if you overly indulge those those kinds of behaviors yeah. that 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 social disconnection then the social connection just gets harder and harder and harder yeah i'm not a, people pro- withdraw more and more and it's you know uh, yeah, I'm not a professional by any means either, but someone who I just don't like being around people. Uh, you you learn to 
cope or or you learn your limits or you learn how to be around people when you know it sucks your energy. But if you take your example, then you'll never learn those things and you'll become more and more isolated and then it'll be even harder of a task, whether mm-hmm. it's true anxiety or, or otherwise, to be around people where I was captain of my basketball team, hated being around people, but I am leading 12 guys. You know what I mean? You, you learn how to recover from those. You learn how to build your energy up for that. You learn how to put on the, I hate to say act, but the act to, to be that social guy. And everyone listening is like, Mike, you seem so extroverted. You're loud. And yeah, bitch, I'm loud. And I know how to talk to people. Yes, that's a talent besides, or, or characteristic besides whether I like to be social or not. I think independent. That, I think that this comes down to um, uh, something that used to be a sort of conventional wisdom that's changed a lot. And that it used to be that people were thought to be introverts or extroverts. It sure. was sort of black and white, you know. Don't tell me it's a spectrum like everything else, Jim. It is a spectrum <laughs> like everything else. I'm sorry. I mean, actually, it's it, it's not a spectrum. It is situational. No, 100%. I want to be... I'm I'm extroverted about these kinds of things, but I'm introverted right. about these kinds of things. I don't want to go to a club, but I could handle a, a concert. I don't want to be around family, but I can handle my three close friends. Or opposite, I don't like being uh, in deep conversations with Jim, but I can handle a party of 20 people. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah, I 100%. I, I think that that's more what they're finding now to be the case. Of I course. Think that, um, but I think that if, if someone is, is, is very antisocial and they never develop those those like conversational pathways they don't know how to which i mean everybody knows somebody who is socially awkward but there are plenty of socially awkward people who have ex, you know verbal exchanges that are just fine no 100 i mean they or the opposite i think uh there's not the opposite but there's people that have of awkward exchanges or awkward in around people and love to be around people yeah Right, no, where yeah, I yeah. find myself being the opposite. Like I can talk to fucking anyone. I don't love that about me, but I fucking can. Like I yeah, can yeah. talk, I can yeah, joke, yeah. I can relate. I think I'm empathetic, um, but I would rather hide in my bedroom and watch Mandalorian on reruns. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's why it is some type of humans are complex. You know, another thing too. Uh, this is this is off topic, but it's not. Um, commercials. Yeah, like TV. Yeah. TV commercials, do they ever make you feel inferior when they show groups of people together, like beer commercials? Me personally, or, yes. No, or or um, you know, vacation commercials oh. or wh- wherever you feel like, like FOMO kind of. Yeah, well, beyond FOMO, like like like, why am I not doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just fear of missing out, but it's like literally, why am yeah. I not doing that? Like, Except that you go to that place and it's not that thing. Sure. So. Well, it's social media too, right? You can translate it to that and right. nowadays who right. you see or what they're posting or what they're doing and they're all fucking miserable, but they're lying to you guys. Yeah. They're all lying to you. I even just posted on Instagram. I was talking about how I started, to, again, not to, because I'll bring it back to the kids, but I posted how I'm taking creatine for the first time in my life consistently. And then I was like, yeah, my sleep and nutrition aren't perfect, um, but I'm doing my best and I'm getting back in the gym and someone coming in with taking creatine but not perfect sleep waste of time might as well not do it I'm like what? no no, no. Like, well, when is life ever perfect no it's even, not ever, even a no. pro bodybuilder who, who, who only has to worry about food sleep eat mm-hmm. uh, uh, lift they don't get perfect sleep every night we're fucking humans you might yeah. have a nightmare. You, it might be too cold. It might be too hot. Going to our last conversation, yeah. you might get some dry mouth. There's all these things that doesn't life isn't 
a video game. Life isn't a computer. You don't mm-hmm. program and it goes. So like that doesn't mean you don't. My li- my workout wasn't perfect. Does that mean I don't work out? What kind of logic is that? I didn't hit the exact rep scheme I wanted. Does that mean all the reps I did were useless? Right. No, you make do and you lift all of them up the best you can and you're just kind of juggling or balancing these plates as we walk by and one plate might break, but mm. you got three others. You got to keep juggling these things. You're not just going to stop the act. Um, whipping it back around to kids. Just to close it, uh, close out the myths because someone brought it up in chat as well. We're live on YouTube for our audio friends. If you guys want to listen, we're going to try to be doing maybe Wednesdays, but for sure Fridays live here uh, on Jim McD's channel on YouTube. But um, yes, it is a myth. Lifting weights does not stunt your growth. Hmm. It doesn't do anything to your growth plates. It's not not happening. I mean, it it is possible, physically possible to break growth plates, um, but it's not going to be through resistance training. It's going to be through like insane impact. Like, Car crashes, maybe, maybe football, uh, maybe I guess the hypothetical you drop a weight or you fall with a weight, but that's so rare in powerlifting actually. Um, so is it possible? Yes. Again, we're not doctors either, but um, just the act of resistance training will not do anything except help an individual get stronger. Um, and going back to that, to almost argue myself um, and play devil's advocate, I do think lifting is somewhere similar to like a martial arts where there is some kind of like discipline and confidence that can be built. Um, Team sports are amazing, but the more I think about it, there is some... I had a really good time playing team sports because I was fucking good. Mm. I I worked my tail off. All I did was play basketball in my off time. Like I I lived, breathed, ate basketball, and, and I was decently athletic, and I played my entire life. So I was just good i was good and when you're good at something it's fun mm-hmm. um but i can easily see how some people did not enjoy it <laughs> uh my school was really cool and so i think even the kids that weren't the most talented had a good time because of the camaraderie and we lifted each other up and we were a good team and, and we supported each other regardless is if little timmy sucked or not you know he didn't get picked on like other schools or whatever right but i could see how the confidence portion of that was maybe not there for all people playing team sports the discipline, the camaraderie, the communication, the selflessness. You could probably learn all that stuff, even if you sucked or didn't enjoy it. <laughs> um, but the confidence part. So maybe that's where, again, uh, and I think studies are showing it too, and everyone brings up like LeBron James or Kobe, who's played basketball, or Tiger Woods, who played golf since three and didn't play anything else or whatever, and how they're the best in the world. But again, we're talking about, one, it's a numbers game. How many people are actually Tiger Woods? You're not. Sorry, everyone listening, you're not him. Uh, two, how do you... Wait a minute. Tiger doesn't listen to this show? I mean, I guess Tiger might, but the other people listening who play golf are not Tiger. Okay. Everybody okay. who's right, not Tiger... <laughs> everybody who's not Mr. Woods listening is not Mr. Woods listening. Uh, I think just your best chance to succeed at anything is to have a broader scope of talents and funnel those into what you like, enjoy, and are good at as you grow older. Right. And so the same is with sports. And so, again, the holistic-ish approach of, of Guru Mike here would be to do multiple things as a kid. So if you're going to do MMA or martial arts, or um, I say MMA just because it's popular, and I guess mixed martial arts isn't that popular for kids, but some type of martial arts you guys Jiu-jitsu, know. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you guys know what you know, I freaking mean, all right? Don't whatever, pick me apart um, here, all right? We don't have a script. I, mean, I just worked out. I can't even breathe. Uh, I'm dry mouth because I got no water. Uh, so it's some kind of martial arts. Uh, lifting, maybe weightlifting, maybe gymnastics, maybe dance. Mm-hmm. Some of these more confidence builders as you see yourself improve um, and you put in the time and it improves, that's that's just sometimes harder, again, on the on the teamwork 
or team scale if you're not getting the minutes in the game, yeah. if you're not the star player, if you don't get the ball. Right. You can't see that. But if you're a dancer or you're a gymnast or you're a lifter or or martial arts, you, you see yourself getting better. You know, you do something that you couldn't do before. And so uh, point being that if you guys do both or a mix of both, whether it be lifting, martial arts, um, dance, and some kind of soccer, some kind of basketball, some kind of whatever, right? And obviously this is layered in with normal kid things, just having fun, messing around, going to school, learning a variety of topics, doing some kind of art, I think, doing some kind of music, doing, you know, working your brain. and Because we talk about a lot here, how we both are not huge fans of educational system in America um, and how we can improve that. These are the things I'm talking about. I, I know I, we don't go into detail. I always just say I hate the educational system. <laughs> but these are the things, how to do things, how to garden how to care for animals? How to how to how to raise a dog? Mm. It seems so stupid. And well, I don't like dogs. I don't. I'm not saying every family needs a dog everywhere, but there's something about not just the responsibility of it, but how to communicate, how to practice. You have to practice with somebody else day in and day out if you want this dog to poop not here. <laughs> you know, if you want this yeah. dog to walk on the leash this way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also something like a discipline, uh, a, a confidence builder as you grow with this dog, let alone the bond and everything amazing about dogs. And I like dogs. But point is that the variety of things then teach you a large scope of skills that when you are an adult, and we have to narrow our vision because you can't do that much as an adult if you want it to be successful, now you can apply those different talents in different ways. How do you communicate with people if you want to be in a managerial position? How do you communicate um, with other companies if you're doing a B2B business or wh whatever it might be? Um, long story short, powerlifting's fine, but it's not my go-to for kids. I think that um, you hit on a point that I was I was thinking about too. Um, that parents can get into early specialization for kids, and and every expert says it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, to to have them focused on only one sport um, for you know from the time that they're little yeah. on. Um, there should be a lot more question about that. I mean, parents shouldn't shouldn't do that. Uh, well, there's but, 365 days a year. Yeah. If your kid loves basketball and all he wants to do is basketball, you can throw him on a soccer team. Say, hey, Joey, you're going to go soccer practice, and we're going to play soccer every Saturday. After school, you can go play basketball with your friends. I don't care. Go play basketball. Mm -hmm. But you're also going to play soccer. But a lot, I mean, they're, the kids who get into soccer, their kids, they play club, club soccer yeah. and they play rec league soccer and they yeah. play soccer almost year round. And that seems like a bad idea. And it shows up in their knees and it shows up. I mean, yeah. like powerlifting wouldn't be nearly as bad in terms of wear and tear as overplaying sure. a particular sport. 100%, especially at a young age, especially at the, the frequency. You start to play some tournaments in the AAU circuit and basketball and stuff. Like you're playing six games in a weekend. That's a lot. It's a lot of minutes. It's a, my body hurts right now, and uh, <laughs> that but, could be why. But it, it never, it, it did never hurt as bad as after like a hard basketball. Like yeah. basketball beats you the crap up. A hardwood. My my knees were aching at age fifteen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and, and yeah. I agree. And it's just a hard balance because you get these parents, and I get it. It's getting more competitive. Everyone wants to get a scholarship because right. college is expensive. Everyone wants to go pro, whether it's the kid or the parent want to go pro because it seems so luxurious to make this money and do these things. Um, and specialization at some point is probably it. And I don't know what the professionals think, but in my eyes, it probably is junior high-ish, um, maybe high school. It doesn't hurt, and I don't think you'll be behind. I think you can play soccer, football, basketball, baseball. 
kind of creeping up until seventh, eighth grade and then choose the one you like or the one you're better at and go all in. Or again, kind of my example before is you play them on a team or this thing, but you do the year round or you do the, the practice afterwards of the one you like more mm-hmm. as a kid or your, your, your parents hopefully give you the resources to do the one you like more. You can play soccer for th- four months or whatever the silly kid season is while still having like a shooting coach and practicing basketball on the side. There's enough hours in the day. And obviously these are all highly privileged <laughs> examples we're giving people with resources to these teams and people with the money to get a coach. And yeah. I, I was lucky enough that my dad worked overtime as much as he could and still would disappear to come to my basketball games and still driving to get a strength coach. Trust me, I know how lucky I was that my dad couldn't, we didn't take vacations. There's mm-hmm. like multiple reasons for that. We had my grandma around, but a lot of it is my dad threw his resources at things like me. Yeah. Um, that my parents never went to Hawaii by themselves, you know, like 100%. Right. I was more, more than blessed. Um, and I know not every parent can sacrifice that, and I know not every family can have that, and I know just some people are more selfish than my dad was. He was the most selfless human on planet. But, um, again, these are all just examples of what I think could build not only a good human, um, but even potential, like, build the LeBron. You know, Le- LeBron played football. LeBron was the number one recruited wide receiver in all of Ohio. Right. You know, and that's LeBron James. And I don't care about your argument. He's probably the best basketball player of all time. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a gifted athlete, yeah. and it, he was able to express that in multiple sports. And, and still get drafted out of high school. Right. So right. if you can do that, y- your son can probably play baseball and basketball and have a chance at college yeah, if mean, he's good enough. If you're uh, fucking good enough, you'll be found. Yeah. I mean, the motor control that you learn from from all from reps in different sports. For sure. How is that not valuable? Another aspect of, of the question goes um, in my mind like this. It's just about coaching, period. Yeah. Now, uh, as an attentive parent, you're going to want to know what your coach is, your kid's coach is up to. Yeah. And I like think- what their motivation is and what their track record is, not in terms of wins and losses, but what kind of experience did the kid have? Yeah. And I think if they're working, especially if they're working remotely with a powerlifting coach, yeah. like, 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 I don't, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for helicopter parenting at all. For sure. Uh, helicopter parent, parenting being defined as the parents who just can't let go of any aspect of anything and they have to control everything. That's just a, it's just a bad look. It's bad for the kids. It's just bad. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you should be vetting the coach. Well, you could do your research early so then you don't have to helicopter. Right. You know? Right. Th- that goes down a whole nother topic of just like, um, and we can get into the educational stuff too, but coaches, because of resources, and I get it, it doesn't pay. I coached at the varsity level in high school for <laughs> four years and got mm-hmm. paid a total of maybe $2,000 for four years of work. <laughs> That's six months, and I'm yeah. working close to 40 hours a week. Um, do the math. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not livable. Um, so let alone a rec league or even a travel AAU, it's a lot on those coaches. It's a lot of time. A lot of them are volunteers-ish. So it's hard to get the level of – and coaching's hard. Coaching's hard. I, I, I know it's a popular thing. You guys are scrolling through Instagram. You're like, well, no, it's not. Every dude I see with a bicep and every girl with a booty is a coach. Now, being a good coach is very difficult because mm-hmm. you do. You have to master human beings. You have to master interaction. You have to master motivation. You have to master the actual sport you're coaching. And you have to master it to a level that you can communicate it on different levels. 
me coaching Jim a squat, me coaching Connor a squat, they're not going to be the same communication because I can see in their eyes and how they move that they're not understanding my words the same. So I'm going to give them different words, right? That's coaching. I can tell that when Jim comes in and his eyes are down, he's not excited today and I'm going to change his workout or whatever it might be. That's coaching. Um, it's not just here's how you hit a ball, all you guys hit a ball. Um, it's not just I played pro baseball, I'm going to coach pro baseball. To be a good coach, I guess, is what I'm getting at. It takes all these different levels. Um, and again, because there's no pay, because there's no setup, um, because it's volunteer, what your kids may get, um, hopefully you could get a good communicator that maybe doesn't, that, that lacks the, the, the experience part. And that's even my dad. My dad never played a lick of soccer in his life, um, but he was great with humans. He was a great communicator. He was fun, and he would teach you how to enjoy your time. And so he coached soccer for my sister's team sometimes, mm. which I, even looking back then, I didn't even know. I was just like, my dad's an athlete and played college sports and go coach soccer. I was six. What did I know? It seemed fine. Um, but looking back on it, I actually think that's better than the dad who was a pro soccer player that can't talk to kids. <laughs> right? Yeah, like like right. that 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 would not be a good experience for 12 12 13-year-old 12, girls. You know, it doesn't make sense. Um they're not going to love the sport. They're not going to learn anything. They're not going to learn the corona. They're not going to learn the 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 second-hand lessons you learn from sports. They might learn how to score a goal from that guy, maybe. Uh what was I going to say? Uh so just looking at what you just said and then flipping it around for a parent when you basically interview a coach yeah you're going to ask them um what kind of tools that and tips and tools they use to motivate kids or how do they how do they know when they're having a, an up day or a down day and how to how to handle that kind of thing um what you know education's a thing or certifications sure. are a thing just because they're they're a marker you yeah, know yeah. it's like okay this person has done this but I mean that's not the most important thing. But like, what's their methodology? Like, what, you know, what 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 style of lifting do they use? What uh, are they conjugate? Are they yeah, yeah. you know progressive overload or whatever? Whatever? Um, do they do full body workouts with the kids? You know, every session sure. or do they do mobility stuff with them? Do they do any kind of other conditioning? Do they you know a lot of a lot of, of those kinds of questions? And then. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, do do they know how other people coach? Like, have they coached under somebody who's coached with kids? Sure. Yeah, just general experience of coaching. And, and going to your point of, like, philosophy, like, what do they have? I mean, even in powerlifting, again, the, the, the scrolling through Instagram and everyone's a coach comment I made is, how many people do have a grasp on tons of methodologies and pick and pull mm -hmm. and actually coach and make their own program mm -hmm. right you know well i find that this works and that works and i utilize this sometimes and i utilize that sometimes rather than like it's a turnoff for me as soon as someone quotes like i'm a this guy yeah you know what i mean like well that means to me that you probably just blinded and haven't learned this other stuff you know like if i'm just a west side guy or i'm just a squat specific guy well, like, well have you experimented with some bands and chains have you learned from you know have you read some Louis Simmons? Have you learned from this guy? Have you learned from that guy? Um, and again, you don't have to utilize it all all the time, but do you have that in your tool bag? You get a contractor, and he shows up, and he's like, nah, I only use hammers. <laughs> you know? And you go to this other guy, well, I only really when all use... all you have is a hammer. Yeah, when you, this other guy says, I only really use screws and drills. <laughs> okay. You know? But yeah. It's, a, it's literally the same thing. Like, 
well, I use a hammer when I need to use a hammer, and it plus a nail applies, and yeah. I use a screw over here because I think screws work best most of the time. But sometimes I whip out the hammer. Well, all right, I want that guy. I think that um, probably both of us, the, the some of the best coaches that we've been exposed to in this, actually went out and learned from the gurus of a bunch of different disciplines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's the one thing I think I can hang my hat on, and you as well, for the amount of people that we've trained with, hung out with, interviewed, is that's where I've gained my knowledge. I've been coached by multiple guys, uh, whether it be in person or online. Mm-hmm. The Jeremy Hamiltons, the Ed Cones, rubbing elbows with guys like our, our buddy Ramsey and Chad Wesley Smith and Bryce Lewis. Amadeo. And, yeah, Amadeo, uh, Jacob Ross, like just rubbing elbows with these guys. Whether I'm just getting a training session in and I just randomly say like, yeah, man, why do you do this? And then he says, well, I do this. And oh, okay. And then put that in my little knowledge bank and that do that every week for 10 years and <laughs> you probably know a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, read a couple books, do a couple podcasts, took a couple college courses and bada boom, bada bing. You got some knowledge. Yep. Um, I can't think of anything more to say about this particular topic, although it, this is a a question that I would be willing to ask pretty much anybody that we had on the show that I know worked with kids, what their philosophy was with work, about yeah. working with kids. Well, it is hard, too, because in America, weightlifting, powerlifting aren't like sports, you know, really. Uh, they're activities, but not sports. Yeah, and they're things you do when you're older, really. Yeah. Um, it's, again, yeah. It, because of how our popularity is built and our systems are built they're not government driven sports they're not government money and powerlifting there's no money and there's no resources in young sports so um you go to russia and maybe you're weightlifting at age 12 if you're good but you're not really doing that here you know and crossfit's kind of you know crossfit i think has like a teen classification now so maybe there's some stuff in the works there and Mm powerlifting is a little more popular with like a high school crowd i think that maybe didn't find their niche in wrestling or whatever um or, or, or football so Maybe it's a thing, but I, my point being is that there's no no one that I can think of. We have there's people I would ask questions to, but there's no like child powerlifting expert. And again, even if right. someone said that, I'd probably just raise an eyebrow, like, "Are you?" Are I you? would wonder if that was creepy. Yeah, well, that too. It's just like weird. It's just weird because again, a good coach, in my opinion, you can have specialties for sure, but a good coach is just a good coach. Mm. Um, you know, our buddy Ram again works with a bunch of basketball players. My boy Evan works up at the University of Oregon with a bunch of basketball players. But he can train a kid. He could train a power lifter. He could train a weightlifter. You know, like, and same with me. Uh, what have I mostly done? Yeah, most who work with guys that squat bench dead heavy. Yeah. Um, but I could, uh, you throw me a basketball kid, I'm not going to jack him up. I can understand that world 100%. Right? You understand lifting. You understand programming. You understand sports. You understand strength and conditioning. You understand the energy systems. And you piece together this thing rather than, like, again, your specialty. Uh, I don't even know how else to explain. You're, this, you're so specialty, you don't know shit. Because you haven't taken the time to learn these other things. Yeah. And again, maybe you don't communicate well with these people. And that I can maybe understand. Like, well, I tend to work well with athletes because, well, a lot of times athletes, depending on the level, are the easiest to work with. They show up, they get the job done, they leave. Mm-hmm. How do you work with general population? How do you work with the olders? How do you work with the kids who are ADHD and they're looking at the wall and picking their nose all the time? Yeah, I, I was lucky, I guess, in some senses because I ran a basketball league. I coached seventh and eighth grade basketball for a long time. I coached varsity. Strength and conditioning with world record holders. Strength and conditioning with college basketball players. I grew up lifting with pros. So I get like a taste of all these people. Um, a lot of it, again, yeah, like you kind of say, it's just exposure, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding, an, uh, finding a place to intern. Finding a coach that does what you want to do. And finding multiple coaches that do maybe what you want to do, but you haven't done before. 
So then you can go learn from a powerlifting guy. You can go learn from a track coach. You can go learn from a basketball guy and then piece it together. That's all we got. Makes sense to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we need a favor. Share this podcast. It's so easy now. I didn't know how easy it is. Just share it on your story on Instagram. Spread the love. It helps us grow. Um, We love seeing who's listening. We'll retweet it. We'll repost it. So they got a little share button on Spotify. I think they do on on iTunes app as well. Send that thing out on Instagram. We do appreciate you. New podcast every single Wednesday. We're probably going live Wednesdays and Fridays right here on this YouTube channel. Uh, Give this video a thumbs up. Uh, We'll be sending out some clips hopefully soon. Some highlights, if you will. There we go. um, Of some smaller tidbit informational stuff, easier to digest for you. I'm still on Mike everywhere. Follow our gym and our apparel, Third Street Barbell, on Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, that's Third Street with a three. Uh, The podcast is uh, 50% facts, where percent is a word and 50 is numbers. It's like Third Street, the three, and not a T. I am at the Jim McD on all the social media, and we will talk to you again. Well, for maybe sure Friday. next Wednesday and maybe Friday. Yeah, we're 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 planning something for Friday. So, um, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you. <laughs>